Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sales Masters Podcast. This is going to be the hub for any professional out there who's looking to get to that next level within their business. Not only are they going to be dropping tips, but bringing in the absolute titans of industry. Big names out there, like the people like David Meltzer, leaders of their industry. We're going to share with you exactly how they got there, the problems they faced, how they overcome it so you can use them within your business. We're going to be dropping weekly gems that you can go off to help you get up to that next level. And we look forward to having you here on the journey. Welcome to another episode of the Sales Masters Podcast. And today we have got a guy with one of the best sounding voices, one of the most driven guys out there, and just an all-round great guy, Ken Joslin. How are you, Ken? And I'm doing great, man. I've always heard that I had a face for radio, and I didn't realize for a while that wasn't a compliment. <laughs> I love it. So I was reading through earlier by, uh, the bio, born in Alabama. You're a 10X coach with Grant Cardone. We can see all behind you for, for anyone who's not listening in. Uh, he's got Growth Stack coming through, which we'll talk about in a bit as well. You sold hundreds of millions in real estate. You were top half a percent out of over just shy of 4,000 realtors, right? And it says on there, Ken is a generous husband, father, and friend. And we've got this big event. Let's, we, we might as well kick off with that. Jesse Itzler, John Maxwell, obviously you. We've got some great people coming up on stage for one of your events. Do you want to talk to us about that? Yes, we've got an event in Atlanta, Georgia. Number one, thanks for letting me be on here, bro. Honored and humbled as always. We've got a big event coming in Atlanta in 10 days, January the 28th, 29th, which will, by the time we post this, will be done. We're doing Create Conference, the number one entrepreneur conference in the Southeast. We do this every year in Atlanta. I've got some really great friends who are going to be there, some unbelievable entrepreneurs, speakers, authors, coaches. You mentioned John Maxwell, Jesse Itzler. One of my really good friends, David Pollock from ESPN's College Game Day on this side of the pond with our football's a little different than on your side of the pond, huh. even though I, even though I am a huge Manchester United fan and I have been for 20, <laughs> uh, 20 years back in the day when Rudy and Ronaldo were young pups and uh, gigs <laughs> and skulls and the whole nine yards of them were out just dominating and, and winning the uh, Champions League. So, yes, yeah, so we've got th- those guys coming in. Other uh, uh, David Meltzer, the real life Jerry Maguire, Ivan Ans, uh, Randy Garn. We've got some unbelievable Jen Gottlieb, former VH1 MTV host. We've got some really amazing, not just amazing entrepreneurs, Chris, but amazing human beings. Yeah. We've got some really special people coming into Atlanta for two and a half days to be able to talk how to build confidence, gain clarity, and create community. We had David Meltzer on um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, just before Christmas it was. And I mean, when you just live, there's certain people on the planet, but when they talk, they just make things effortless, mm. but just such a high level. That's a great event. I mean, it's a shame. Obviously, this will be coming out just after that point. But tell us, take us back to your early days. So you, you kicked ass up in real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, were you great at real estate from the blocks? Was that your first part of sales and selling? Where, how yeah, did you get so- started? So, I, so out of the past 25 to 30 years, I spent half of that in full-time vocational ministry, pastoring churches and planting churches. And then the other half of that's been in real estate. And so the real estate venture for me started in 2000, 2001. I was traveling, doing ministry with a buddy of mine that played professional basketballs in the NBA for a little bit. We were doing motivational high school assemblies around the country. We spoke to about 325,000 kids a year. Wow. Oh, yeah. Tons, man. We, we were speaking, you know, all over the place. And I had 
two brand new babies at home. And my wife said, listen, you can't be traveling four days a week anymore. And so I went to my friend in Atlanta who was one of the top mortgage brokers and said, hey, Chris, I need a job. I got to transition out of this travel. Then he handed me keys to Alexis and he said, there's your office. And the first year with Chris, I made like $146,000 doing mortgages as an originator. I stayed with Chris for a couple of years. I was his number one guy two years in a row. I didn't know a 1008 from a 1003 to a RESPA to anything that has to do with mortgages. Chris and I bought and flipped a a lot of rental properties, a lot of fix and flips um, back then as well. Two and a half years later, I started my own mortgage company, quickly became one of the top mortgage brokers in the Southeast. We were the number one wholesaler with Countrywide and SunTrust like three or four years in a row. And then we did that for we did that for a good amount of time and then went back into full-time vocational ministry, pastored a church, planted and pastored a church, grew it from three couples to a few hundred, and then uh, moved to Birmingham, Alabama about three years ago, got back into residential and commercial real estate now. So different than the mortgage side, just representing buyers and sellers and uh, started a little brand called Grow Stack Drive after I met this crazy five foot five little short dude named Grant Cardone. And uh, <laughs> we, started, we started GSD and dude, we've just, it's been an unbelievable ride helping business leaders do the three things we do, build confidence, gain clarity and create community. And uh, it's been fun, dude. I'm, I'm enjoying what I love. I cannot wait to get out of bed every morning. And that's the thing, right? We were talking beforehand. So anyone who, who doesn't know, I don't know if you've got that picture to hand. Ken has been on a big fitness journey. Mm-hmm. I mean, tell us about that. So where were you at your, at your, at your peak to compare yeah. to the new man? What's the difference? You say it's 75 pounds? <laughs> yeah, 75 pounds. Yeah, I. Uh, it fluctuates. It's holidays right now, right? We just got through with it. And I love sausage balls. Nobody has any idea what that is unless you're in the South. It's like biscuit mix, cheese, and sausage rolled in little balls, baked in the <laughs> oven. It's like a sausage biscuit, like anywhere you want to go. And in the South, those are huge. But yeah, about two years ago, I, I, uh, I umpired college baseball. And uh, two years ago, I went to a camp, Division One camp level, to try to get a job. And they said, listen, you do a great job, but you've got to lose weight. Went home. I stepped on a scale. It was 308. And I showed you the before and after picture. Mm. So, um, my before and after picture, if you hit my Instagram up, you'll be like, wow. And uh, so I started a journey. And the first thing I did in that journey, Chris, was I took a picture, got on the scale, took, got off, took a picture, and posted it on my social media. He said, my goal is to lose 66 pounds. I made myself accountable to my community on social media, my friends and family and people that I knew on social media. And then I started what came to be a concept that I teach a lot called incremental, not monumental, Mm. small daily disciplined decisions over time, always equal monumental results. Success cannot escape you. If you do the right things every single day. And so it's been a two-year journey, you know, peaks, valleys. Two years. A lot in two years, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. That's, year, when you were saying about 18 I, months. I thought it was going to be over like a four-year period, mm-hmm. five-year period. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's been a it's been a it's been right at two years, a little bit a little bit less than two years. A bit, little bit less than two year journey and 75 pounds, and I may be 72 to 77. So, you know, it's where I'm at. But now When I wrote in my planner, then I would write every day, lose 66 pounds. That was one of my goals. Now it's 86 pounds. Mm. I'm going to lose another five pounds in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to change my 86 pound goal to 106 pound goal. I constantly keep those goals out in front of me Mm. because it drives me every single day. So when I want to have a a cheesecake after dinner, or if I want to have something, I'll have a bite 
or maybe two bites, and that's it. Because I know that I've got this goal out in front of me that I've been busting my ass to get to. And again, it leans right back into the incremental amount of money. That's a discipline, right? I think that's a discipline itself. To be able to have just one bite or two bites. Like for me, I'm more abstinence than diet. I'm like, nah, get it rid. Because then I I remember how good it tastes. And I'm like, Mm. right. Like I've got it here now. So we were talking before we came on. I'm on this journey now. So I've got I've got two kids. So we've got these giant toolboxes. They were new. And they are loaded up with all their treats and snacks. And they've got combination padlocks on. Because I'm like, just I don't want to see it if it's there. While I'm building up the habits, I want to take the opportunity away from me. And then over time, it won't be, be as big. You were saying earlier about the differences it's had with your business, right? Mm-hmm. The fitness is good. Health is great. I mean, that's just going to add years to, I mean, years to your life, happiness and all the other jazz. But let's talk business wise. So how is the difference? Imagine if we've got you two in a race now and we've got old you and new you. I mean, it's night and day as a person, but mindset wise, talk to us about how that's changed. Oh my gosh. The mindset wise has been, it's been unbelievable. One of the things that we have inside of our GSD planners, I've got about 11 10X planners over here. When I first met Grant in October of 2019, I started doing his planner every day, goals twice a day, all those kind of things. Well, we took Grant's planner and put it on steroids. I literally, Grant has a quote of the day and goals. We added gratitude affirmations, top three, like what are the top three things I need to knock out today? What are my wins? Mm-hmm. Every day at the end of the day, the second half of the day, it's wins, 1% better. How can I get 1% better? My goal is the second time. And then at the bottom of the page, I actually here, I'll show it to you. At the bottom of the page, I actually have a scoreboard. There's a scoreboard right nice. there. Like how do how did I how did I live today? On a scale of one to ten, with ten being the best, how did I live? But the wins part of it is huge because and this is part of the journey I think that people miss out on is I say a lot, think first downs, not touchdowns. Just move the football 10 yards down the field and get a first down. Every time you get a first down, it's a win. It's an incremental win. Keep moving the ball 10 yards and you keep getting first down. And if you do that over time, you gain momentum and eventually you're going to get in the end zone and score some points. But a lot of us, Chris, I think we look at, because, you know, my dude, I was fat, bro. I weighed 308 pounds. You've seen the picture, bro. I was, I looked unhealthy. And I was, and I was, <laughs> you look like half a man. Dude, I was borderline diabetic too. I had Gary Brecker do all my blood work and I was borderline diabetic. But leaning in and understand that we we tend to overestimate what we can do in the short term and underestimate what we can do in the long term. Massively. This is a long-term play. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And so every single day, those disciplines, putting those things in my life to where I could get to the point to where, you know, the first, it was 66 pounds from up front. You know, then it was like, okay, I'm down 10. Okay, I'm down 15. Okay, I'm down 18. Oh, I'm stuck at 18. Now I'm only down 16. And in adjusting every single day, looking at every day, rating, okay, how did I do today? Did I do good? Did I, you know, on the keto diet, which is the, I've been on keto for not really the last month, but since June, you know, over probably six, seven months of, I mean, strict keto. Really? And that was, that's how I got from 55 to 75 pounds was, was going on keto. Felt great energy, the whole nine yards, but it's the, it's us understanding as leaders that it really is about the incremental, not monumental, the small daily discipline decisions, understanding that over time, if I do those things, it's going to yield me monumental results. 
success can't escape me if I do the right things every single day. When we talk to people about goals, people get caught up in goals, right? They want to set them. I talk in choke about it. I've got a friend of mine. He's been on about doing, he wants to do a hot air balloon ride over the Sydney Harbour Bridge in Australia. He's been talking about this for about 15 years. And I've said to him for years, just go to Australia <laughs> and do it or go and do a hot air balloon ride. Like where we live is beautiful. Like it's yeah. lovely. It's water, surrounded by water. Go and do one. Oh, I only, I'm like, but you're, you've spent so much time and energy on something, but it's the other side of the world. You've put so many barriers in front of that one goal, but you're not setting other goals. Yeah. And when you see people now doing it, I'm a big fan of the, the small incremental changes with Atomic Habits by James mm-hmm. Clear. I've yeah. been reading that. Yeah. And it's really flicked a switch. I've always been big goals. And I like big goals. But it's bra- And I've always broken them down into the singular step. But I'm really now on this year, 35 things I've got on a list to do 10% better. Because mm-hmm. I'm like doing those things. And it's little things. And it, they're so small it's hard not to do them, right? And when you make them so ridiculously small, it's hard not to do. It really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And you must see a massive difference to the people you're working with now because you're a shining beacon yeah. of this. And do you think that's one of the big things for people now? Because they're like, listen, if he's gone from there to there, I've got no excuse. I tell you, man, when I did my last boot camp in Vegas, me and Brad Lee, Gary Brecker, and Dave Meltzer and those guys, when I showed and I spoke in Miami too, did the same thing in Miami. I spoke down there and emceed a friend of mine's conference with Floyd Mayweather and Brandon Dawson and Ian Smith and Rich the Kid and all those guys. And when I put my before and after, I said, listen, I'm going to share with you guys some principles today. They're not sexy. Like, these aren't sexy principles. They're not like things people go, oh, my God, that is so Can't wait to do it. I can't wait to do that. (laughs) Like, you mean every single day I got to show up? Every freaking day you got to show up. But when I pop, when I share, I actually, what I do is I'll share, I'll share my concepts and my principles on how you get where you want to go. And then at the very end, I say, guys, let me tell you, why should you listen to what I say? Boom. I'll pop that before and after picture up there. And dude, you can hear the gasp in the room. They're like, <laughs> you can take all of the, you know, 250 million in real estate. It's probably closer to 300 now. Then when I did that bio a year ago, we've done, I've done, I've done sales and originated mortgages and sold. Oh, I'm right at $300 million in properties. I've spoken at 10 X headquarters for Grant Cardone. I've been on stages with John Maxwell. I'm going to be on stage on, with John Maxwell again. And Jesse, it's in my own, in my own conference in Atlanta. Like all of those things sound amazing. But when you see that damn before and after picture, you're like, Oh my, because people then equate and understand Dude, this boy's put in work. Yes. And, He's and committed. When, He's disciplined. You better, you better believe it. And when you see that, you're like, ah, I need to lean in and listen to what this cat's got to say. My friend, Nate, he's my best friend. He worked for John Maxwell for years. Nate says this all the time. He goes, there's a lot of, there are a lot of people talking, but very few people have something to say. Yes. Dude, in the age of clubhouse, everybody's an expert. I mean, I've got, I've got a young guy, a young kid that I kind of mentor and help. And he's in the he's in the he's in the room. How to make a million bucks? I'm like, dude, you've never made a hundred grand in a year. What are you doing on the how to make a million dollar stage platform? Being a moderator, and you're over here giving people advice, and you've never done that before. So many people out there. So I have a pastor's heart because I pastor forever. My, I want to help those guys. Like, yeah. hey, you know, 
Teach people what you've done. Don't yeah. just take not just take other people's regurgitated principles and tell them how they've how they work. But if you're going to teach and coach people, teach and coach them on something that you've done. So in that, dude, when I show that before and after picture, people are like, "Well, okay, let me lean in to see what this guy has to say." You know, and even in our conference that we've got coming up in Atlanta in ten days, it's going to be another opportunity to be able to go. Hey, these are the success patterns and principles and disciplines. I say this all the time. Discipline begins where inspiration ends. Mm. You're going to come into Atlanta. You're going to come on the clubhouse room with you guys and ISIS and all the crew. And you're going to come into club. You're going to get fired up. You're going to be excited. You're going to go, Hey, I've got a dream bucket list item. I want a hot air balloon over the Sydney Harbor. Let me tell you something. If you're in my GSD community and I hear that from you, guess what I'm saying? Chris, have you booked your plane ticket to Sydney yet? Exactly. Book it or get off it. Have you booked your plane ticket? Well, you know, I'm a, well, okay. So what do you got to do? You got to ask off work. Give me five steps. What are the five barriers standing between you and going over to Sydney? If tell me what the barriers are and tell me how you're going to overcome those obstacles or shut the hell up. Yes. That's more why when people, people often set those, you know, the people I've got, a, um, I've got a friend and love him dearly. But he goes off and he always talks about these big supercars he's going to drive. But he gets such a rush from doing the test drive. It's like the adrenaline. He gets the hit that most people would get from owning it for the test drive. I'm like, you got to stop driving those cars. He's like, but I love it. I'm, yeah, but it's not moving you towards the goal. Drive one yeah. once, I get it. If you've done like seven test drives... And then you're like, ah, oh. and he's almost just goes into, ah, oh, that was fun. And he, he tells people about the test drive and he gets high about the test drive. I'm like, you're getting so high about the test drive. You're not concerned with the goal. That's not the goal now. The goal is not to drive the car. It's to own the car. But actually, you need a different goal. that's going to eventually just get you the car anyway. Right. And why do you think when we talk about this, because he got arsy with me about it. Because we call because, out- you, because you called him out on his nonsense. Yes. Because yes. you held him accountable. You yes. said, listen, this is not going to get you where you want to go. And that's a good friend. You better believe it is. And why do you think people get so freaked out from that? Because discipline intimidates the undisciplined. Mm-hmm. And it gets rebranded. It gets well, let me, let me say this. Let me say this, Chris. It doesn't intimidate. It exposes. Mm. It exposes. It exposes. And, I- and, and dude, I get exposed at my level. Yes. I mean, there are things. We should all I'm get exposed for stuff. You better, you better believe it. I, I get exposed. I'm like, oh, crap, dude. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I had, I, I had dinner with a good friend of mine in in Miami uh, about a year or so ago. And if I, you know, you go there, you go on this guy's Instagram page. It's him and LeBron, him and every president, the last three or four presidents, him and Oprah, him and Ellen. I mean, there's so many. We had dinner one night in uh, Fontainebleau in South Beach. And this is a high level. I'd never been at a dinner at the level of the guys that were in there. The wealth was unbelievable. I pulled him aside. I said, Richie, I said, I never want to be the guy in the room that don't know what he don't know. If I am that guy tonight, pull me aside and let me know. <laughs> like I want to make sure that I'm not the guy in the room. That everybody goes, that guy don't know what he don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it is. You better constantly. One of my five core values is teachability. We're not only open to feedback, but we actively pursue feedback. You better constantly be learning and growing. How can I get better? How can, and it's a constant, it's not how can I get better? Cause I don't like the version of who I am. And when I pastored in my church, I used to say this all the time. God's not in love with the future version of you. 
He's in love with the you right now. Mm. So we need to be as human beings, we need to be in love with the version of who we are now, but not satisfied with not getting better. Yes. Like people go, dude, you look great. Are you done? I'm like, no, I got 30 more pounds to lose. My 70, my eight, my 66 pound goal went to 86. I write it in my planner every single day, twice a day. Now that 86 and about another five pounds is going to go to 106. And then I'll, and then I'll be done. Then it's going to be ab time. I'm going to get some abs. When I get abs, dude, I'm never wearing a shirt. If I come on your podcast again, I have abs. I'm <laughs> never wearing off. a shirt again, bro. Zoomed out, full body, the camera's on the side. Dude, I'm never, I'm never wearing <laughs> a shirt again. That's exactly right. And do you know what? I celebrate you doing that. Because yeah. when you, I think there's a lot of people out there. Look at fitness. We see a lot of people out there that are in great shape. And it's so easy to cast judgment of those people. But then you're like, when you actually try and get to that stage and you realize how much effort, how much discipline, how much work, how much sacrifice. Now I salute that. But then in business, so many people are sat on the bench judging the players, judging the people that are doing the work, putting in the effort, coming in early, going home late. And it's like misery likes company. And for anyone who's watching this, if you hear something today and you hear it and you think that's me, just use it as a warning shot because we all do it. We all screw up. Like you said earlier, we all get called out on BS, <laughs> right? But we've got to make sure that we've got the surroundings and the people around us that are going to call us out so that we become better. Because I tell you what, I, there's, a, there's a guy who lives down my road. He's 85. Lovely guy. And we were talking the other day about regret. And when I get to that stage, it's too late. It's too late at that stage to think, oh, I'll go and change it now. I'm going to lose the weight. I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to get out. Like, it's not going to happen. And so many people spend time out there. What do you think it is with sales especially? I seem to find a lot of people, it might be other industries, they get to the 60 to 100K mark, Mm -hmm. and it's like the learning tap gets turned off. Now, why do you think people hit that mark? Is it because they've hit more bills that they don't have any bills to pay or they're just comfortable or what what do you reckon? I think it's because, dude, my my perspective on this is probably going to be different than a lot of people's perspective. I'm cool with it. When I wrote my book right here, As the Leader Grows, we we did it in, in October. The whole premise on this book, dude, listen to this. My first large stage I spoke on was in 2000, 2001. Behind John Maxwell, about 8,800 people in the crowd. John Maxwell goes, I go, my mentor goes behind me. The next day, my mentor sits me down, and this is the question she asked me. She said, Ken, do you want to be significant or do you want to be successful? Mm. Because they're two vastly different things. And so, dude, I've been on a 20-year journey from that conversation that my mentor, that question and conversation my mentor asked me over lunch that day. Because I was, at the time, 31, 32 years old. Dude, I had it. I had the world by the tail. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm speaking at big conferences. I'm hanging out with, you know, doing amazing things. And the one thing that I talk about in this book and the one thing that we talk about in our community at GSD is significant leaders help others around them win at levels they've never won at before. They, mm. they, they pour into people so they can win. People who chase success use other people around them so they can win themselves. If you start out to be significant, you will always be successful. If you start out to be successful, you're probably not going to find significance and you're going to leave a trail of damage behind you along the way. Now, let me let me answer the question that preface. Let me answer your question. I think too many people get stuck at, and I just had a call with one of my best friends with David, with David Pollock. He's got a foundation. 
Dude, he's on college game day. It's the most watched show on ESPN. Every football fan in America knows who David is. We just spent 39 minutes on the phone together just a minute ago. And Davey's okay walking into a store. We, we, were, we, were, at, uh, we were grabbing lunch one day in Atlanta, and he walks in the door, and a guy, because he played football at Georgia, big NFL, first-round draft pick, whole nine yards. Everybody, everybody knows who Davey is. And the guy walks – we walk in the door at Ted's Montana Grill in Atlanta, and the guy stops and goes, hey, David – I'm so-and-so, and I saw you speak here. And, dude, I've lost, I think, at 30 pounds. And he goes, my goal is like 70 or 80 pounds or whatever. I've lost 30. I watched Davey stop and go, hey, dude, text me. Here's my cell phone number. Really? And then we sat down at the table, and I said, Davey, I said, you know, you can't give your cell phone number to everybody, right? <laughs> and he just told me again this morning about how he gave his cell phone number out to somebody again yesterday. And I said, Davey, the one thing that you've got to understand is this. God's given you a platform on game day. Millions of people know who you are. Yeah. Like millions of people. Every college football fan knows who you are. Every Georgia fan, and Georgia just won the national championship a couple of weeks ago. Every Georgia fan, like he's the number two all-time Georgia player behind Herschel Walker, who won the I mean, he's like literally, you don't go anywhere in the Southeast with Davey, and everybody doesn't know who he is, who he is. This is what I said. I said, dude, you've got to figure out how, because of the platform God's given you, you can go from reaching that one guy today to multiplying your impact mm. so you can help and serve hundreds and thousands of people. He goes, I don't really care about that. I don't care about the platform. And he doesn't. This is one reason I love it. And I said, but it's not about you. It's about the people that you can impact because of the platform you have. Why do people struggle going from 80 grand to 100 grand to 120 grand to 150 grand? Because for them, it's all about the money they make and they've satisfied themselves. Mm. When you switch that to how can I help other people? How can I solve problems? When I finished seventh out of 3,700 agents at virtual properties two years ago doing real estate, seven out of 3,700. I had one of my agents that was working with me. So I got a big, big plaque. I mean, I could clear it. It looks, looks like when you get an award show in Hollywood, right? It was, it was it's beautiful. I've got it in my office, you know, I'm, and I'm, you know, dressed in like a tux and get this big award on stage. And he goes, how do I do that? And I said, you, you can't like, I've been doing this for 20 years. And this is why I said, I didn't spend, I spent zero money on advertising. Yeah. Everything that I had earned that year was 20 years of adding value to people in my community and trust because the, my goal wasn't to finish seventh. My goal was to help people mm. buy and sell commercial and residential real estate where it didn't feel like it was their new part-time job. Mm. So my goal wasn't about me. It was about the people that I served. So I think, why do you get stuck as a sales guy making 60, 80, can't get over six figures, or if you get over six figures, that's enough. Is because it's really about you and it's not about the people you serve or the people you help. I agree completely. And I think it also, it's quite dangerous to stop learning, to stop pushing, right? Because that complacency, it affects all areas. It affects our relationships. People stop respecting their partners. They start getting their ego getting away. They start thinking they're better than everyone else. They treat people with a, like it's crazy on when people don't have humility to learn. I think everything else around people just seems to just stop. But when yeah. you've got what you've said there and you've got the, the discipline of, I talk to, to people we coach with about the daily practices, like you're saying now, the small incremental changes. And instead of working to just work the hardest you can or just work for the money, 
working towards becoming the best version of you, working out how you can do something better, how you can go out and get better at prospecting, better at closing deals, better at networking, whatever it is. They're all skills which are transferable in your lives. And whatever we choose to do, we spend so much time doing them. But if we're not going to go all at it, it just seems crazy, don't you think? Most definitely. And I would say this, we're actually taking our GSD community through, we're reading Simon Sinek's Start With Why book. Right. Which you would think think really is about purpose, but it's not a purpose book more. It's more of a book on whatever your product is, why? Why your product? I would also say, Chris, to sales guys out there, if you don't believe in your product and all you're doing is selling stuff to make money, you need to find another job. Yes. You need to find another product. Find something you can believe in that you know. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. People are like, well, Grant Cardone, he just, he sells people too hard. Grant, just, man, if you get, listen to me say, if you follow Grant or you get on Grant's mail list, dude, it is a never ending. They're going to blow your phone up. And the reason they blow your phone up is they believe that if you get, if you get into that 10X mindset, that it's going to expand and build and grow your life personally, professionally, and financially. They know that if I can get you to buy into these principles, same thing with us. Dude, I know if I can get you to walk through some of the concepts that we teach, it's going to change your life for the better. You're going to live a better life. You're going to build confidence, gain clarity, and you're going to create community that's going to help hold you accountable to a level that you've never experienced before. Let me say this about community. If you're in a healthy community like GSD, like 10X, whatever community you belong in or belong to, if you're in a healthy community, accountability should always feel like encouragement. Mm, I like that. When you get held accountable, when you get held accountable, it should encourage you. Like you should feel like, yes, okay, I needed that. Because listen, everybody needs a kick in the ass every now and then. hundred percent. Even me. Even I, I need a kick in the ass every now and then. And there's no such thing. We talk about being stagnant. You said that you mentioned this just a minute ago. There's no such thing as sitting still. You're either moving forward. I'm moving backwards. Moving backwards. You better believe it. There is no sitting still. You're either growing or you're dying. So what does that look like? And you can have, if you have a bad hour, don't let it turn into a bad morning. Don't let a bad morning turn into a bad day. Don't let a bad day turn into a bad week. Don't let a bad week turn into a bad month. Don't let a bad month turn into a bad year. On and on and on. Like when you recognize that your mindset, limiting beliefs like fear, insecurity, scarcity, comparison, shame, or success, when you realize that's going on in your mind, well, stop that. Identify, remove, and replace those limiting beliefs. Get your mindset right and then move forward. Just don't let it, just don't let the time lag before you make a decision to do that. And that's the big thing as well, right? We build up a lot of time. People have that start stop mentality. Where they go crazy. Look at January time. The amount of gyms. Yep. Everyone's like, yeah. And you got that guy at the start of the marathon running off full pelt down the road, right. screaming. And by the two miles in, they're dying because they can't yeah. go at a sustainable level. But is it the instant gratification world that we live in where uh-huh. people are, are racing to grab a trophy, right? We see it in business and all the other stuff. Everyone's so eager to tell everyone, I closed that deal and I got this and I got that. But actually, if you're shouting about the one thing you've got right and you haven't been shouting for three months, I see it that you've only got one thing in three months to shout about. Mm. When actually, what did you do every day that was better? How did you progress? I'd rather hear, if someone told me they're going to do press-ups, I'd done this thing recently and I was like, I was like, just commit to doing a press-up a day, three times a day. Because if I go down and do one, I'm not just going to do one, right? I mean, unless you've got to really down on yourself to do that. 
And some guys say, he said, that's ridiculous. You're to set a target doing 150 a day. I went, no, because then I won't stick to it. And on the days I don't want to do it, I said, if I set it small and consistent and stick with it every day, I'm more likely to keep with it. And bearing in mind that the guy that was giving me the advice was completely out of shape. Right. They always are. It's always that way. And it's the same with sports, right? We see people up in the stands throwing advice. We were talking so the other day and we were talking about boxing, like Floyd Mayweather and and people that sit there and judge them. And you're like, why? Like, how many fights have you had? Oh, well, I've been watching fighting for 20 years. That's a great example. You've watched fighting for 20 years. You could have watched fighting 24-7 for the whole life. But if you got punched in the face right now, you might know what punch it was that came and hit you. But if you don't know how to get out of it and how to defend yourself, it's been completely wasted. It's entertaining. Right. But we're out of that. And there's a lot of people you say now, especially with things like Clubhouse, where there's some great people out there that can really help people. Mm-hmm. But I think we've got to be mindful about where we're getting our advice from. Who do you get your advice from now? Man, I've got some amazing people in my life. Carlos Reyes is a really good friend of mine. Mm. Uh, he's one of the top home flippers. Uh, Carlos is a guy that will call from time to time and just he asked me this question, what can I do for you today? Grant's another guy that I still lean, you know, lean into um, as far as he helps me make sure that my passion levels are high. My drive is high. You know, we don't we don't ever lower targets. We increase activity, Grant would say. One of the biggest things for me in 2019, when I got connected with Grant in October, business just began to spike and grow. I was one of 12 people who were invited down to Grant's office. I shared my whole story with the, the sales team, 180 people. Then I shared it just with Grant. There was about, tw- again, the 12 of us that got invited. And out of that 12, there might be two or three of those people that are still doing what they were doing two years ago. And one of the, th- we were on a call with Grant one time on a, a mentorship call. And there's 1,200, 1,300 people on that mentorship Zoom call. And Grant gave his homework and he said, hey, I want you guys to ask five people that you know to describe you in one sentence this mm. week. So I text Grant and I text Jared and I said, hey, I got a question. So Grant, Grant and Elena were actually sitting together. Grant says, Ken, he calls me a preacher. He goes, preacher, what you got? <laughs> and, uh, they unmute my mic and I said, hey, Grant. I said, hey, G, this guy named Grant Cardone gave me homework this week. I'm supposed to ask five people to describe me in one sentence. Since you and Elena are sitting side by side, would you guys be my first two? And Grant laughs a little bit and he thinks and he kind of processed for a second. And he just looked up and he goes, Ken, you always show up. Dude, every time I look up, you're there. You're there at my live events. You're in my office. I see you on social media. I see you doing your own events. Every time I look up, you are always there. You are consistent and you always show up. And again, that's not sexy. No, that's not. It's not sexy. People go. Well, that's he's just, reliable. Yeah, it's not. That's a, but the but the reality of it is, is if you're consistent and you're consistently getting better and you're consistently doing the things, the same things every day, and you're pushing the envelope every day, not being satisfied with where you are, but how can I get better? How can I grow? How can I help my team grow? How can I help my community grow? How can I help the people around me grow? Like if you're in that mindset and you're constantly pushing the envelope grow as an individual and become the best version of yourself, as well as the people that are in your community and around you, you're going to do things nobody else is going to do because people aren't willing. Most people aren't willing to pay the price every single day and do the things that it takes Mm. to get what other people have. I love it. 
When we talk about your mentors and the people you've come through with, you speak on some massive stages with some of the biggest names out there. I hope to be at the same stage uh, 15, 20 years time that, that you, you sort of pulled through with, with what you've done. Do you find now that with the events you go to, you're using it as much for networking as it is for learning? It's all about networking, bro. <laughs> I'm telling mm. you, I just, I just told Davey on the phone just a minute ago for their foundation. I'm like, I got, I got one billionaire and possibly two billionaires going to be at my event next week. One speaking, one just probably going to be in attendance. I said the same thing I told the crowd in Miami because I emceed that whole event a couple months ago. We had Floyd in, Rich the Kid, Brandon Dawson from Cardinal Adventures, Grant's partner. I spoke right before Brandon as well, did a keynote. And I told them periodically throughout the weekend as I was emceeing the event, listen, if you don't leave this building, with five phone numbers and five new relationships, you've wasted your investment. Mm-hmm. If you paid five to 10 grand to come in here just to hear Floyd Mayweather's story. I'd say you could Google that. Yeah. To get a, to get a picture with Rich the Kid or to hear a Brandon Dawson or Ian Smith or guys like that. Like if that's the only reason you came here, you've wasted your investment. It's always, always, always about the people in the room. When I first met Grant, I got my 10X planner. I wrote a quote in my 10X planner every day. And I've got 11 or 12 planners right there that span over about a year and a half before we did our GSD planner. And this is the quote that I I wrote every day. And now it's in the bottom of mine. Get in rooms with people who think bigger than you do. And I I actually had it printed on every page of my new planner because it is vital that you get in rooms with people who think bigger than you do and you build relationships with people who think bigger than you do. One of my game changer days um, was in, it was the last day of the year in 2020. So it was over a year ago. I was in Phoenix. I spent a full day with Carlos Reyes and Sal and their team and just spending time with Carlos. The next day I came back in, I came back and Carlos and I went to lunch together and he was, he was just challenging me on my goals for the year. Really? Oh, dude. He said, what's your goal this year? And we're sitting at lunch. And the first Rolls Royce I ever rode in was Carlos's. And we're going to lunch, and, and uh, Carlos goes, what's your goal this year? I said, $1.35 million. And he goes, a month? I said, no, 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 that's for the year. <laughs> he went to me, and he goes, brother? He always calls me a brother. He goes, bro. He leaned over the table. He goes, brother, you need to get to a point to where you're believing for a million dollars a month. And I looked at him, and I said, dude, I can't wrap my head around that right now. I couldn't. I really like, I, like, I could not wrap my, how am I going to get there? Mm. Like, I got a plan to get to 1.35 million. This year, I got a plan to get to almost 2 million, like 1.9. I got a plan to get there. I know how to, how do I get to, like, I, my mindset, I couldn't even take it. So I leave, I leave, Carlos and I were together for about two or three hours that day. I leave and I go to Sharon Lecter's house. Sharon's a co-author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. Um, she's sold more financial books than anybody. She's been an unbelievable mentor in my life. I drive over to Sharon's house and I spend a couple hours with her in her dining room at the table. And she's just asking me, you know, what are you, what are you dreaming about? What do you want to do? Telling her about my live events. I'm telling her about my book. I'm telling her about, you know, building the community and helping leaders build confidence, gain clarity and create community. And she's just sitting there the whole time asking me questions and affirming, Hey, you know what? You can do this. Ken, if I've ever been around anybody that can do this, I know that you can do this. When you have somebody like a Sharon Lecter, who looks at you in her home and just and looks you in the eye and they have confidence that you can do what it is you're wanting to do. Dude, I'm telling you, but it's a game changer. And that's probably one of the most pivotal days that I've had in my life over the past um, couple of years has, has been that day. Part of the day with Carlos and part of the day with Sharon. 
both Carlos is a friend and a mentor. Sharon's a mentor and she's a friend as well, but, but having people that have done what they've done, look at you and go, you can do this. You've got this. Not only you got this, but I'm here for you. If there's anything I can do to help you do this and pull this off, you let me know and I'm here for you. I love that. And I think this is one of the big things that a lot of people struggle with. I think we build, a lot of the time, I think we, people in general, and I think I've been definitely guilty of this in the past, you surround yourself, you become the bigger fish in a smaller pond mm. rather than that branching out. And so we get to, once you get to a level that you're doing three, 400 grand a year, you're at the stage where to get to the next level, you've got to pay to play, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not just going to magic, unless, I mean, whether that's you buying the VIP box at Wembley, whether that's going off and doing events, to rub shoulders with the people at the next level, they're in another level. They're in a different place. They, they hang out at different bars. They go to different events. They talk to different people. So if you've got people now and they're talking about that, what's, what would be your top tips? Presumably going off to great events like Growth Stack Drive will make sense to people. But if they're based in the UK or somewhere else out there, what would be some tips that you'd have for people? Find events out there. I don't know if you're doing live events. Uh, my good friend Kamalita does live events out there. Matt Soltis. Matt Matt's in uh, the UK. He's a Cardinal licensee. I know he does live events. Grant's done a couple live events mm. over there. I mean, you've got to get in the room. I've got our CEO tickets for my event in a couple of weeks are $10,000. I've got one table. I've sold nine of 10 already. And what I've told everybody to sell those to somebody didn't have to pitch. They understand the principle of being in the room. Yeah. Like the people you're going to be with at that table, like the businessmen that have done 91 million. One of the guys will do 91 million in his business this year. Building a relationship with a guy like that and being able to lean into and ask him questions when you've got questions in your business, you can't tell me that's not worth 10 grand. That's worth a hundred grand. It could be worth a million dollars. And you're getting access to be able to come in there to those guys. Every event, and I heard Grant say this one time. And when I first heard him say it, I was like, oh, kind of shocked me. Yeah. First, the first boot camp I went to with Grant two years ago, there was a guy in the back of the room who stood up and he was in the cheap seats. I probably, I don't know, 900 bucks, thousand, thousand, thousand dollars, something like that for his for his seats at that point. So you had a, you had a, uh, you got the VIP, you got the, the executive, and you got general mission. This guy was in the back of general mission. He was asking questions about his budget and Grant goes, how much and Grant stopped him on the, he goes, how much money do you have in the bank? He kind of looked and Grant, he goes, how much cash do you have right now in your bank? He said 348,000 or something like that. And he goes, Grant says, you cheap ass blankety, blankety, blankety. He goes, why are you in the back of the room? You should be in the front of the room with, and he looked, literally looked, he walked back about half of the minute. He looked at the turn back around. He goes, do you see all these business leaders in the front of the room? These are the guys you need to be around. Mm. These are the people you need to be building. And what at first I thought was, well, dude, that's arrogant of him to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when he explained what he meant, I went. For where you want to go, Ooh, right. the, they've got the keys. That, yeah, they've got the keys to the kingdom, I guess. You better, and, and not only that, but it's. But it's they've got the understanding and the knowledge and the wisdom. They've made the mistakes that you that you're going to make in the future. And if you simply build relationships and add value to them, not be something that wants something for people, not mm-hmm. from people. When you can have you done what you you've done, number one key, I want something for people, not from them. I, I want to help you. How can I add value to you? How can I help you grow what you're doing? Zig Ziglar's quote. 
if I help enough people get what they want, eventually I'm going to get what I want. It, yeah. And it's, it's true. It's, it's, it's scriptural Galatians six. I'm going to reap what I sow. And that's exactly what Grant was talking about. When you get around those types of people and you have a servant heart and you want to serve them and help add value to them and help them do what they're doing, it's eventually going to reciprocate in your life. And they're going to want to help you. And when you get stuck and you pick the phone up and you're a business of 10 million and you're talking to a guy who did 30 last year and you're going, Hey, I'm stuck here. What did you do to overcome this? How did you get through this? And he's able to give you the answers that literally can take you six months or a year to learn on your own. And it costs you far more money mm. than a CEO ticket to an event. Mm. I love it. I love it. Ken, listen, thank you so much for today. Really mm. enjoyed you being on. And I'm honored. Tell us about what's going on with you. This will come out probably just after your event. So unfortunately we, we won't be able to do that, but tell us what, what we've going on and show us up that book as well. Cause I've seen a lot yeah. of people that, that have been picking this book up, but are raving oh. about it. I'm going to whack it on my list and order it today as the leader grows. And what else have you got going on? Where can people find you? What have they got going on that they can hunt you down on? Tell us about it, Ken. Yeah. Instagram at Ken Jocelyn, K E N J O S L I N growstackdrive.com. It's really what I'm passionate about. We do real estate. I've got teams in Birmingham, Alabama, and in Atlanta, Georgia, a residential commercial real estate. I don't get up every morning thinking about selling property or buying property for clients, but I do get up every day excited to help agents make six figures that have never made six figures before. That excites me. Inside of GSD, our coaching, consulting, our people that are in our, our, our community, it's $197 American dollars a month. We do two coaching calls a week, Monday morning, Wednesday night. Um, that gets you access to all of our online courses, uh, mindset, strategy, leadership development. And that gets you access to all of our past events that we've done. Uh, plus our private Facebook page where we do a lot of challenges. We're doing a challenge right now, getting ready for Atlanta. And then that gets you access to uh, everything that we're doing around the country. Mastermind. I've got a mastermind we're kicking off in Atlanta. We're going to start it this year. It's going to be our first mastermind. I've got several guys in our community that are in that 5 million plus range in, in annual revenue. And they're like, Hey, we need something deeper mm. than what we're doing in our, in these coaching calls. So we're going to do my goal this year is 30 people in GSD elite, which is going to be our mastermind that we start. We're having our first meeting. I think the first week in May. Nice. So, yeah. dude. Thank so, you yeah, for coming on today. Oh man. I'm honored and humbled, man. Well, I'm looking forward to catching up again. Um, ladies, gents, uh, make sure you go and follow Ken. And I genuinely, when I hear certain people talk, you're someone that you just see greatness is coming more and more from you. Um, and when I first heard you, must have been about eight months ago. And you can just see, not just that, I mean, you're already shining greatly as, as anyway. And I think, think you're great to, to listen to. You, you have great words. But again, you just see another level coming again. It's inspiring stuff, um, which I, I look forward to taking that energy and using it myself. So, guys, thanks for tuning in for another episode. Remember to like, share, subscribe and all that jazz. Go and drop Ken a follow. Drop by and say hi and say you heard it here on the Sales Master Podcast. And I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm so glad you popped by. If you've liked this, give it a share, subscribe, even give us a rate and review. Share it out to someone who knows. And I look forward to seeing you on the next edition.